You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. G'day, I'm Bruce Hitchcock, and this is the Weekly News Wrap. The Weekly News Wrap, as you can probably gather, will be coming to you weekly. In case you've been flat out and unable to be across what's happening in Batuta, Australia, or in the world, here are this week's top stories. In the first Barnabulous Newsweek for some time, it was Peter Dutton's turn to grab a headline or two. The Home Affairs Minister vowed to stop refugees from taking jobs sweeping up cow guts in rural Queensland. The ex-cop demonstrated his commitment to the new policy, ordering Border Force to kick down the door of a Sri Lankan asylum seeker family before sunrise, simply because their visa had expired by 24 hours. Dutton said to the advocate, A coalition voter now has the opportunity to find work sweeping up cow entrails in a town 200 kilometres west of Rockhampton. That's why we do this. Still in Queensland, Indian coal magnate Gautam Adani has confirmed to the Batuta advocate that he's been forced to look at getting a nimble loan in order to finance the controversial proposed Adani coal mine in the Galilee Basin. Adani is furious with the fact that he's been left with no other option than to explore bottom-rung lending apps in an attempt to secure funding for his coal mine in central Queensland. This comes after the controversial Carmichael coal mine was knocked back by numerous left-wing banks like Australia's Big Four, China's biggest bank, the ICBC, and 10 other international banks, including BNP Paribas and Deutsche Bank. Angus McKinnon, a reader from down in Brisbane, commented on the story, informing us that he'd actually just seen Adani heading to a cash converters with a PS4 and some power tools. As society's lowest common denominator continues to slip, Channel 9's investigative journalism program, A Current Affair, is now stepping outside of its usual format of dodgy landlords and bickering neighbours. It's been confirmed that ACA is now just creating segments out of bogan drama they've heard at the pub. Tracy said, It's amazing, forget the shifty tradesmen. We just learnt that Kel's missus spent the baby bonus on a new TV. In hard-hitting local news, Ice Cream and Milo got the nod last night as a suburban mum acknowledged that her dinner was a little too experimental. Mum's most recent crack at trying her hand at a completely new style of cuisine resulted in a glorious face-saving climax as she revealed that Milo and some plain vanilla ice cream were the go last night. Many of our readers wrote in with their Milo and ice cream stories, including Zali Nitschke from Sydney, who told us about her mum's interesting muscle soup. Elsewhere, an elite private school has been unable to guarantee a pedo-free education for its pupils, despite slogging parents for 30,000 clams a year. The private school says that aside from the 20 or so pedophiles that have been caught lurking their halls over the last couple of decades, you really can't get an education like theirs anywhere else. The prestigious college refused to comment on their pedo-to-non-pedo teacher ratio, but says their new bagpipe program really should be the thing we're all talking about. Craig Hutchison, one of our readers from the French Quarter, pointed out that at least they can guarantee the perpetrators won't be working or lower middle class. To music news now, and Spotify has curated a brand new playlist that features all the songs most played by drunk white chicks. The music streaming platform has called this new playlist White Girls on Rosé and is expecting to see huge numbers flowing in. Donald Treble, the head of data and analytics at Spotify, said that he noticed a sharp spike in the number of Biggie Smalls and Gwen Stefani streams on Saturdays and discovered that there is a huge demand for that kind of music. Uni's back and a student at the Batuta Polytechnic College died internally yesterday as he began to tell his classmates a little bit about himself during the beginning of semester icebreakers. We've obtained footage of John, a 21-year-old media student, giving the class some information about himself. 
He says in the video, Yeah, this is my second go at uni. I came here right out of school and just got way too into bongs and I fucked everything up. Lost good friends. Lost my girlfriend. She left me for some double polo shirt wearing rugby union fuckboy. But, uh, yeah, from Brisbane originally. Play some golf in my spare time. Overseas now, and the world's oldest human being has spoken to our reporters about the secret to living longer. Nabi Tajima, the 117-year-old Japanese woman, says she owes it all to standing desks. In the mid-1930s, the PR agency she was working for allowed her to have a standing desk installed in her office. She said the bosses were really good about it, considering the fragile economy that existed in Imperial Japan at that time. Tajima explained that it was a workplace quirk that she kept up for many years, right through the World War until she retired to focus on her travel blog in the early 2000s. Staying overseas, and Peter Dutton has announced that he will consider fast-tracking visas for ready-made Liberal voters from South Africa. Dutton told the advocate that white South Africans deserve special attention from Australia due to the horrific circumstances of land seizures and violence as well as their beautiful white skin. South Africa's new president, Cyril Ramaphosa, is pursuing a policy of appropriating farmlands without compensation for redistribution to black South Africans. The policy has led to reports, including in the Australian media, that white farmers are being murdered at a rate of more than one per week. Similar to what was happening to the loved ones of that innocent Sri Lankan family we spoke about earlier who were being dragged out of bed in Billy Wheeler last week, back when they were last in the country that they are currently in the process of being deported to again. To our final Dutton-related story of the week, and Australian cricket vice-captain David Warner has phoned Peter Dutton to ask whether he could ban certain South African people from getting visas. Warner, who completely dropped his bucket last week after copying some verbal heat from Safa wicketkeeper Quinton de Kock, phoned the minister to request that certain players be prevented from entering the country in the future. Warner was heard saying, Ah, come on, Pete, fuck him. After having his request denied, Warner was then heard saying he would call Barnaby, see if he could stop one more dog getting into this country. Finally, in sport, the Caucasian club captain of the Dolphins is reportedly comfortable enough around his Polynesian teammates to start saying oos. Toby Johnson, the club stalwart, took a giant leap of faith after the trial game against the Bullia Bulldogs on the weekend, telling one of his teammates they had played a mean game, oos. Johnson said it felt a bit weird, but now that he's got the first one out of the way, he's excited to start trotting out words like mana, toko, shot, sole, and skucks. So, that's the week that was in the Batuta Advocate. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in order to get your weekly fix of real, unfiltered, and unwavering regional news.